previously on Forever and a Day. The carpet had a small gap in it. It's like it wasn't fitting in with the pattern of the floor. My curiosity got the best of me, so I pulled it back. That is when I found stacks of cash in a manila envelope. So the question that I'm going to ask the two of you is, do you think my Uncle Gregory is once again caught up in his gambling addiction? I'm sorry, his what? Avery, do you not know about his past addiction? No, I had no idea. And now I'm beginning to wonder what else I don't know about the man I'm dating. Anyway, can I uh, get you another margarita? I would love one. Coming right up. Miranda? Oh, Alex, hi. No, I, I didn't mean it like that. I just expected your mother to be calling me, not you. Yeah, you guessed it. For some reason, she isn't home yet. I guess our romantic evening wasn't meant to be, after all. And to think that I had a chef prepare her lobster bisque. Oh my goodness, Stephanie. Why do you have a gun? Because, in my opinion, it's time to fight fire with fire. And I'm not backing down. I'm starting to question if this deal, this... 50-50 partnership between us has been legit all this time. And what if it hasn't been? Then I'm going to go to my dad, and I'll also have no choice but to go to the police. That is, if this money is being used in illegal dealings. Oh my god, you are pathetic. Excuse me? I should have known. This isn't an apology. This is you being petty. I caught the emphasis you put on the words, my girlfriend. You just can't stand me having any interaction with Caitlin, all because we used to be together years ago. That is not it, Skye. I'm sorry if it seemed like I was putting emphasis on those words. I didn't mean it like that. Oh God, I can't wait to get rid of her. And I'm gonna do just that. Caitlin will be mine. It's only a matter of time before that happens. Why do you care so much about protecting Gunner and all of this? I am trying to protect you! I am trying to protect our son! Why am I the only one who seems to care about others in this scenario? I care too! I care about everything here! I would not have come back to Augustus if I didn't care about what's going on! Oh, is that right? Yes! I care about everything! I care about our son! I love our son! Even after what I did! And I still love you! Hemi, I'm sorry that I've upset you. I am. I just... No, Mom. I get it. I get where you're coming from. I don't like how you disregard Dad's memory, and I don't like how much of a diva you could be, and I don't like that you call me Emmy. But none of this is your fault. Gunner is the enemy here, not you. And after giving it a second thought, I know exactly why he called you here. Emma, what is it? Why do you think Gunner called your mother in the first place? I would like to know that too. Well, we all would. <laughs> Go ahead, Gunner. Tell them. Tell everyone why you did it, if you dare. I don't know what you're all talking about. You are pathetic. Okay, okay, you two, enough. Dad, what is Emma talking about? For the last time, I don't know. You liar! God, I am so sick of all the lies out of your mouth. If you don't want to tell the truth, then I will. The only reason Gunner called my mother here was to one-up me in hopes that I would not reveal that he- Oh! Oh! 
Emma, honey, what what is it? Oh my god, I can't believe this. My water just broke. And now, the continuing story of Forever and a Day, narrated by Casey S. Hutchison. A cloudy and frigid night continues to settle upon Augustus, Illinois. At the central grill in the dining area, Melanie and Donovan are sitting across from one another at a candlelit table. As they look over their menus, they begin to hold hands. Wow, this place is so fancy. Nothing but the best for my girl. I've been somebody's girl since... Well, you're mine now. Before Melanie can say anything else, she looks up from her menu and sees Stephen entering the establishment. She tries to put her menu up to cover her face. However, Stephen has already spotted her, and he is making his way over to her. Hello, Melanie. Um, who's this guy? I'm Stephen. Melanie immediately senses the tension between Stephen and Donovan. Uh, we... Used to be friends. Exactly. Well, it's nice to meet you. As Stephen and Donovan shake hands, Melanie becomes very deep in thought and suddenly flashes back. Melanie and Stephen are at the Bay Ridge Hotel in Melanie Suite. They are standing across from one another. I care about everything! I care about our son. I love our son, even after what I did. And I still love you, too. Stephen rushes up to Melanie and kisses her passionately. Upon coming out of her thoughts, Melanie drops her menu. Mel? Honey, are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. I, uh, I, I have to... I'll be right back. Melanie then stands, collecting her things, and then she rushes off. Wow. I... I wonder what her deal is. Yeah, me too. At Leslie and Alex's penthouse in the living room, Alex is sitting on the couch watching television. Leslie enters, and upon seeing her, Alex turns off the television and stands from the recliner. Hey, how is our little guy? He's still not feeling well. I think we should keep him home from school tomorrow. Sounds like a plan. Upon hearing the notification sound from his cell phone, Alex retrieves it from his pants pocket, and immediately a look of concern falls upon his face. Alex, what is it? At Memorial Hospital in a private waiting room, Colin is pacing around the room when suddenly Elaine, Gunner, and Caitlin enter the room rushing up to him. Colin and Elaine immediately hug one another. How is she? How's the baby? I I don't know. Um, her mom is in there with her. Yes, I hope that she and the baby Dad, are... enough. Excuse me? You caused Emma so much stress, and after all that you have done, including your stunt at tonight's dinner, you should be ashamed of yourself. My God, this baby is two months early, and, and just so you know, if anything happens to Emma or our child, I'm holding you accountable. Still at Memorial Hospital in a hospital room, Emma is lying down on the hospital bed with Lucinda by her side. 
Dr. Callum Becker is at the foot of the bed. Okay, Emma. You're doing great. We're almost there. You can do this. You've got this, Emmy. Stop calling that God! I can't stand you right now. And where is Colin? He should be in here. I'll go get him. Lucinda goes to walk off, but Emma grabs her by the arm. No, someone else can get him. You're not leaving my side, Mom! Mom! Back at the central grill in the dining area, Melanie walks back over to the table and sits down. Even where's Donovan? Uh, he said he had to go to the men's room. So, it's just you and I. Well, it's going to just be I. Because you need to leave, and you need to leave right now. You really want me to leave you alone with that guy? He is not the right man for you. Oh, and you are? That kiss, that meant nothing. And for the record, you know nothing about Donovan. So just shut your mouth when it comes to him. You got it? That kiss did mean something. You know it. I felt all those old feelings again. I know you did too. Melanie, feeling offended by this comment, reaches across the table and slaps Stephen across the face. Well, I hope that knocks some sense into you. Well, I can take the hint. It's about time. We're not done here. Yeah? You sure? Stephen lets out a deep breath and then walks off out of the establishment. Still at the central grill in the men's room, Donovan is on his cell phone searching the internet for clues about Stephen's past. Old friend? Yeah, right. I don't buy that for a second. I know there's something up with the Stephen guy. I let Stephanie get away from me, but I won't let the same thing happen when it comes to Melanie. Back at Leslie and Alex's penthouse in the living room. Alex, you're starting to worry me. What's going on? Alex clicks his cell phone off. It's nothing. Let's get back to Aiden. No, we just can't get back to Aiden. Something is wrong. I can tell. And after what I went through with my Uncle Gregory today, I can't handle anyone else lying to me. So, what's going on? Less. Oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. It's your mom, isn't it? Is something wrong? Did Avery already say? No, it has nothing to do with my mom. Okay. So, you admit that there is something wrong. So what's going on? It's Emma. She's having her baby two months early. What? Emma? I thought that you were no longer concerned about her. I feel sorry for her as a mother, but why are you getting text messages about this? She's still a friend. Seriously? Did I just time travel back to five and a half months ago? This is ridiculous, and I'm so not going down this road again. Leslie brushes past Alex, going into the next room. Back at Memorial Hospital in a private waiting room, Gunnar, Caitlin, and Elaine are standing over by a small table. Each of them is pouring themselves a cup of coffee. I'm glad that Colin went to go be with Emma in her hospital room. She needs him right now, and I, and I hope that nothing happens to that baby. Everything is going to be okay. Trust me on this. Gunner rolls his eyes just as Danielle barges into the room. Hey, everyone. Danielle Frazier? Hey, thanks for remembering my name. Anyway, how did you get in here? 
Danielle and Caitlin stare one another down, and though a word can't be said on the matter, Danielle still feels Caitlin's anger. My daughter's right. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. This is a private waiting room and a private family matter. Blah, blah, blah. I'm here for the scoop. I want to hear all about how that hunky son of yours knocked off that gal from the farm. This is just too much for me. I, I can't do this right now. Elaine grabs her purse and walks off out of the room. So would anybody care to comment? I mean, I would love for this story to headline trash.com. No way in hell is anyone from this family commenting on a damn thing for your rag. Now get the hell out of here, or I will have someone throw you out. Meanwhile, on the fifth floor of Memorial Hospital, Elaine, having come from the private waiting room, walks over to a corner of the fifth floor main area. She then digs around in her purse until she retrieves a flask. She looks around quickly, opening the flask, and then she hurriedly takes a drink. <sighs> oh, God. That's better. Still at Memorial Hospital, back in Emma's hospital room, Colin is standing next to Emma, holding her right hand very tightly. Lucinda is standing over Callum's shoulder as he is trying to examine Emma. He turns around to Lucinda, who gets the hint to back away. Okay, Emma, I want, I want you to push on three. One, two, three. Come on, you got this, honey. You're doing great. All right, keep pushing. Colin and Emma stared deeply into one another's eyes. Back at the central grill in the dining area, Donovan is putting some cash into a black check presenter. Are you ready to go back to my place? Yes. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> so good. But, um, I'm sorry for Stephen's interruption. Don't worry about it. No, I need to. What do you mean? Look, Stephen, he's just not... Not the best guy. I mean, obviously he's changed through the years. I mean, but even saves kittens from trees now and then. Hmm. But the Steven you know is a completely different person. Exactly. And he will always be a different person to me, no matter the year. Why do you think he's in town? Um, I mean, I have a theory. Care to share? Honestly, I, I, I just want to go home with you. I go home with you and go to sleep. <laughs> That's something I can make happen. That's why I love you. I really do. I love you too. Back at Leslie and Alex's penthouse in the master bedroom, Leslie is putting on a pair of women's sneakers. Alex slowly enters the room, going to her. Where are you going? I left some files at the hotel. I promised my uncle that I would look over them. I'm just hoping that I don't run into him. I can't do the whole confrontation thing right now. You're just going to run away. Excuse me? You heard me. Leslie, we're stronger than this. Stronger than what exactly? <laughs> what? You must think that I am this jealous bitch right now, don't you? You think I'm not over the whole Emma thing, right? I'm not 16, Alex. You aren't the popular boy in school. We have a child together, a home, two cars in both our names, joint bank accounts, a marriage. 
Forgive me if I just don't feel comfortable with the man I'm in love with being deeply concerned with the well-being of another woman. It's not jealousy. It's a reality check. You're right. I'm sorry. Alex then takes his cell phone out of his pocket, walks over to the nightstand, and puts it in the drawer. He closes the drawer and turns to Leslie. See? I really am. Now, you stop getting dressed. You aren't going to that hotel. And... I'm not going to worry about Emma. Alex walks over to Leslie and leans in close, kissing her, but she ultimately pulls away and takes a few steps back from him. No, don't. Stop it. I can't. Back at Memorial Hospital in a private waiting room, Caitlin goes over to Gunner and stands in front of Danielle. Danielle, I agree with my mother and father. You do need to go. Like now. Oh, come on. What fun would it be if I left right now? After all... I don't even have enough for my story yet. Stop it. Just stop. I think we've all entertained the idea of you being here long enough. Either you leave now, or hospital security will throw you out. Come on, Mr. Harper. You spent your entire life creating this so-called dynasty of a family. We journalists are always going to report on the Harpers and the future generation just the way you like it. You, You truly do not believe that your little website is considered journalism, do you? Please tell me that that was a joke. (laughs) Now you listen here. No, you listen. I've worked my entire life for everything I have, and I've worked my entire life for my family to have what they have. What I won't do is entertain the likes of some sad excuse of a Nancy Drew sniffing around my family's business. Just because we are public figures doesn't mean every aspect of our lives is up for tabloid fodder. So once again, you can leave on your own accord, or you will be removed. The choice is yours. Fine. I'll leave. Danielle smirks as she collects her things and leaves the room. Elaine then re-enters the room, passing by Danielle. All right, I think it's time I go in that hospital room and check on everything. Dad, you're under a lot of stress right now, and I don't think it's a good idea for you to be around Colin. Uh, you're right. Caitlin grabs her purse and starts to head for the door. Update us when you get a chance, okay? If I make it in, I will. Love you. Love you too, Dad. Caitlin exits the room. How are you feeling? Better. I I took a walk around the hospital. I even stopped by the chapel. Good. We'll get through this. I know we will. I'm glad you seem to think so. I know so, Gunner. I, I just can't help but think that this is all my fault. You know, I put us in this situation. No, you stop it. I won't allow you to place full blame on yourself. Thank you for always being here when I need you the most. Oh, darling, I will never leave your side. I promise. Elaine gets close to Gunner and leans her head on his shoulder. Back at Alex and Leslie's penthouse in the master bedroom, Leslie moves to the other side of the room, turning away from Alex as he follows her. Leslie, what's really going on here? I think you know. Why don't you trust me? I think you know the answer to that, too. Leslie, I'm not keeping anything from you. Really? Okay. If it's that story you want to stick to, then tell me. Who texted you about Emma? Who gave you that information? It was Emma's mother, Lucinda. She's always liked me, and despite what I keep telling her, she thinks that I'll always be someone close to the family. Despite what you keep telling her, what does that mean? It means that I tell her all the time that I am in love with and married to you. 
Why does she need convincing in the first place? What? Why did you need to tell her that we're in a relationship? Why is she someone who needs reassurance that you're in love with me? Because... Because she must think that you're in love with her daughter, which means she must have had cause to believe such a thing. Is there something you want to ask me, Les? Damn right there is! Have you and Emma ever been in a relationship before? I... You just be very careful with what you're about to say to me. Back at Memorial Hospital in a private waiting room, Colin, Lucinda, and Caitlin all enter the room. Oh my gosh, hello. Uh, how, how is Emma doing? My daughter is doing very well. She has given birth to our healthy baby boy. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, that is fantastic. Connor Harper is officially kicking off the next generation of this family as of today. Yes, he is, sis. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, darling, you heard it just fine. I think it is so sweet that Colin and Emma have named their baby after Melanie's. In fact, I think I'm going to go call her right now and tell her the good news. Elaine walks out of the room. Anyway, when can we see Emma? Well, you really want to see her? I do. I, I think that some form of an apology is in order. It would be a start. Look, I'm gonna go talk to Aunt Melanie with Mom. I will give you all some time alone, okay? Caitlin then walks out of the room. I know that I've caused a lot of damage. Yes, yes you have, Dad. But if I can someday show my son a united front, then I'll be grateful for that. So why not start today? Gunner and Colin hug one another. Still at Memorial Hospital in Emma's hospital room, Callum takes off a pair of latex gloves and disposes of them. Dr. Becker? Yes, Emma? When can I see my baby again? Very soon. Thank you for everything. Oh, it's my pleasure. Is there anything else I can get for you right now? Oh, no, I, I'm fine. I just, I just need some rest. I feel so lightheaded right now. And my chest kind of hurts. So I think I'm, I'm going to just sit up. Wait, your chest hurts and you're feeling lightheaded? Yeah, I I'm sure it's nothing. Well, just to be on the safe side, let me examine you, please. If you insist. Thank you. Callum puts on another pair of latex gloves and goes over to Emma. He then helps Emma sit up in the hospital bed, but then suddenly she passes out. Miss Jensen? Miss Jensen! Callum pushes a call button, and a nurse rushes into the room. What's going on, doctor? This patient just finished giving birth. Shortly after, she began complaining of lightheadedness and some chest pains, and I was just about to perform an exam on her when she passed out. Okay. The nurse puts latex gloves on as well. Callum then rushes to the foot of the bed and gets the blanket off of Emma. Oh my god. What is it, doctor? She's hemorrhaging. Start her on fluids. Fingers crossed this doesn't become a severe postpartum hemorrhage. Back in a private waiting room. Thank you for agreeing to a fresh start. Dad, I just... I just want this family to get back to where it used to be. I'm confident that it can. Elaine and Caitlin re-enter the room. Well, Caitlin and I spoke to Melanie. She loves the name, and she'll stop by tomorrow to see Connor. Oh, oh, good. I can't wait to meet another member of this family. 
Well, should we all go visit Emma? Oh, I think we should. I would love to see how she's doing, and I can't wait to meet my grandson. Same here. You'll fall in love with him and his beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> he definitely has the bluest of eyes. <laughs> Good. Code blue, room 223. Code blue, room 223. Code blue. Wait, was that a code blue announcement? Yes, yes it was. And the person over the intercom said room 223. That's Emmy's room. Oh my gosh, my daughter. Lucinda runs out of the room just as Colin, Caitlin, Elaine, and Gunner all follow behind her as they rush up to Emma's room. Upon going to Emma's hospital room door, they run into Dr. Callum Becker. Dr. Becker, what's going on? Where's my daughter? Where is she? Listen, I, I, I want you all to know that that Emma has had a postpartum hemorrhage that has become severe. She has to go to the OR immediately to repair some damage that has been done. What kind of damage? There was some internal bleeding, among other things. We're doing all we can. Excuse me. Roughly one hour later in an operating room, Callum with other hospital surgical staff are standing over Emma who is lying on the operating table. Because of the hemorrhage, they are trying to remove pieces of the placenta that are still in the uterus and also replace the significant blood loss. So far, no more complications. Patient is doing well and I'm almost done. We'll keep her here for a few days for supervision, but I'm very confident that she'll make a full recovery. Doctor? Yes? There's something wrong. What do you mean? I'm trying to close. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Her heart rate, it's... Callum looks up at the heart monitor and sees that Emma's levels are falling very rapidly. He then sees that once again her bleeding is still not under control. Come on, Emma, come on! Callum begins compressions on Emma's chest. Meanwhile, another surgeon begins cleaning up the bleeding in an effort to stabilize Emma. Another bag of blood is also hung. You're not gonna die on me now. You're not. Come on. Callum and the surgical team suddenly look up at the heart monitor in disbelief. They fear that they just might have lost Emma for good. <laughs> 